Now playing comes a podcast from two brothers. My name is Christian Durand. And I'm Pedro Durand. About the movies that raised them. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? From the laugh-out-loud comedies to the explosive 90s action flicks. Welcome to Earth. The heartwarming animated classics to the tear-jerking Oscar bait dramas. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And now, grab your popcorn, sit back, and enjoy the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Duran Brothers Film Podcast. Is it film or movie? Are we a film podcast or are we a movie podcast? Are we a picture podcast? Um, I don't know. I think all of, all of the above, really. You know, <laughs> all so. the above. My name is Christian Duran, and with me is Pedro Duran, and we are the Duran Brothers. Coming to you, I'm coming to you live from uh, Connecticut in the United States of America, and Pedro is coming to us from. I am. I'm living out in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Ironic because we're from Melbourne, Florida. Yeah. So from Melbourne to Melbourne. So. Uh, I wanted to do this podcast because I feel like I've run out of people to talk about movies with. Not that I've <laughs> run out of people to talk about movies with, but I just don't have anybody around that knows as much about movies as my brother and loves movies as much as him. And it's very hard to relate to anybody on that level. So I felt like the one person I could truly talk movies about with is Pedro Duran. And I want to talk movies and I want to talk movies every week. Yeah, so I figure we let's do it here and let's do it now. So yeah, I think for good. this first episode, we'll just be kind of talking about background and some movies that we love, movies that we've seen recently. And then as we go on, it'll be a more formal, more uh, regimented kind of thing. But I think for today, we can just leave it a little open. So just introduce yeah. ourselves and get it going. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny, Chris. I agree with you on that because the same thing. I love movies, and um, um, I'll it's I, I read about movies. I have like tons of books in my library, and they're just different movie books. Whether it be like Movie Geek, I just picked up Stuntman. That um, um, the book. Um, um, I'll need them. Yes, I think I think so. Someone's gonna correct me. So, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's them. a. Yeah, um, it's about his life as a stuntman in the in Hollywood in the seventies and stuff. Um, I have a movie geek back there. I have a, some book about like the greatest movies of the eighties and so forth and so forth and stuff. And um, another book about like the greatest lists. I have fucking card game cinephile, the cinephile card game, which you pull out two actors and you have it's basically six degrees of separation. So you have to pick out all the movies and link these two actors together and, you know, and, and by the movies that they've done. So tons of movie trivia stuff. And, and the point that I'm making is I totally agree with you. I've talked to people about movies and they just don't, I can see there's a limit to the, to, to when they're like, kind of like, okay, man, I got it, you know, or, <laughs> really? or what even makes it worse. Um, we'll, I'll start talking about movies and, and film and pictures and moving motion, motion pictures and all this stuff. And, um, 
I just think like a lot of people just don't know what the hell they're talking about. I, there was somebody the other day that was telling me about the Snyder Cut, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. And yeah. they were saying, oh, my God, that movie is so much better than the original. And I said, well, it has to be. The original was the theatrical version was so shit that anything after that would have to be would have to be better. But doesn't necessarily make it good. And then they were started kind of debating me on this. And I said, yeah. And we start talking and stuff. And I was like, well, and I go, you know, yeah, the cinematographer. And, that. and they go like, what's that? And I was like, what do you mean? What's a cinematographer? They asked. And I said, so you're trying to argue with me about this topic and you don't even know what the person uh, does for that job. Okay. So I think you disqualified yourself as a, uh, as someone that can argue with me about this topic. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 just, I'm super stoked to talk to you about movies and, 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 and all this stuff. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Snyder cut is an interesting one. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, what's weird about it is like, it was, it was anticipated for so long and it, it was so, nonsense the story of it was just so long and intricate and then it finally came out and these people were pleading for the snyder cut the snyder cut the snyder cut then it turns out it's four hours mm. and i was like i remember watching it and be like this doesn't need to be four hours but actually it kind of did need to be four hours because it's mm. like imagine if he like oh this is my cut but there's still more on the cutting room floor he's like yeah they'd be like what the fuck are you doing like put it all in yeah put it all in yeah you might and as well like, at this point yeah. you know at this point you should just put it all in and um yeah again like it's an interesting thing that you said it's like it's better but it's not in my opinion it's not that good no um it's better better is not good it's just better yeah. than shit yeah yeah <laughs> if you if you if, if if you were getting fucked in the ass by a steel pipe with barbed wire around it every day. And then whoever's torturing you says, you know what? We're just going to do it. You know, just with the pipe. Well, just once a week. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. It's still not good. Yeah. You're like, okay, well that's better. It's getting better, yeah. but it's still not good. So yeah, it's just that. And, and, but I think with the, with the Snyder cut thing, that whole thing, um, the the real story about that was it was the fans. It's just the fans were just pleading for it, begging for it, and even what'd you say like um, demanding it. That's a better word, demanding yeah. it. And then they got it. And I think the story, the real story behind it is just like wow, you know the whether it be the studios or whoever saying wow, they're really listening to the fans and really um, pleasing them. And I think that's what really was shocking for people were the big thing to talk about it. It was just that, you know, the, the, the people spoke, especially these fanboys, they spoke and um, they got what they wanted and the studio put it out there and people were pretty satisfied with that. So, um, but yeah, it, that, that, that movie, I don't care for. It's just too much. Um, the whole thing with, what's this cyborg and his story and yeah. Um, and all that. It's just it's just too long of a movie to really care about it. And maybe if they did it in the miniseries or something, it would be a little more interesting. It definitely be a lot more digestible. But as a as a as a as a movie as a film to watch to sit there for four hours, man, it's not it's not the Irishman. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's, it's 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 Justice League. It's Batman and Superman. I love those characters and stuff, but I just can't sit there and and, and, and dedicate four hours of my time um, to, to that. So yeah, I, I've never gone back to it. I, I, I probably had it on before. The thing about that is, is like I could dedicate four hours to it, but you just got to make it like, 
you got to make it interesting because the thing about the Snyder specifically is like the most interesting bits of and what should have been the whole concept of Man of Steel is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like you see Superman in handcuffs being led down by police people, police officers and or military people. And you're like, Superman could easily break those handcuffs. Yeah. And he does in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he does like easily. But he's allowing himself to be put in handcuffs for the sake of like, you know, yeah, to make um, them feel better about it. To make them feel better. And that's to make that's, them feel like they have control of him or whatever. Yeah, not like I'm not even gonna say control, but just like to to make himself like less threatening, right? Mm. So that's so interesting. That's a much more interesting movie about Superman having to prove that he's actually as genuine and sincere. Like, and that was the whole thing, dude. Remember when like this movie Man of Steel was coming out? People were like, "Dude, I don't want to see a fucking Superman movie where he's like fucking nice, like this bullshit dude. He can do everything. Superman sucks because mm-hmm. he's too powerful." I'm like, "No, like that's the whole thing. It should be that the world is too cynical for Superman. Mm-hmm. That like they can't even believe that a dude would actually be this fucking good. He's yeah. so good. Like he yeah. should have been Captain America the way that Chris Evans was Captain America. Like, right? Unbelievably moral." That like people were like, damn, like Ted Lasso, you know what I mean? He should have yeah. been like, <laughs> like he should have been like, people have been like, yo, what's wrong with this dude? Yeah. Like, he's so, he always, he's the Boy Scout. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that would have been even a, a good conflict with Superman versus Batman, you know? Yeah, Whereas exactly. Batman's character, he he's kind of the opposite. He thinks everyone's bad. He's always... He's just, yeah. he's a sex he's uh, uh, suspects people because of you know that tragedy that happened in his life. So he sees this um, guy, um, <clears throat> Superman, who's all powerful, who has you know can do whatever. Apparently, you know maybe in the movie he doesn't know that his weakness is kryptonite and stuff like that. Um, and he's like, well, what's his deal? What, that's why he has to figure out you know what? How do I? beat this guy and he's up to something. I just don't trust him, Alfred. And, you know, like no one's that nice. And maybe they get to know each other during the course of the film. And then Bruce Wayne respects more of Clark Kent and says, oh, okay, you know, this and that. And, um, and that, so yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that whole, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, it's fine. That movie was fine. I just didn't really care for it that much. It's, I think we spoke about it before, especially. I would have, it would have been great to have Superman doing more like nice deeds and, and, and stuff like that and the world, more of a world reaction to him. Cause in that movie, it seems yeah. like he just, he does a couple of things. And then next scene is Zod coming down and says, Hey, there's an alien on this planet, give him up or I'm going to destroy this world. And people are like, Oh, what do we do now? So, yeah, it's, um, I, I didn't think they took advantage of that character in the way they should have. It's like, and it's also interesting that like the one thing that bothered me was that they have the fight on, um, in Smallville, Mm -hmm. They have the fight. He like destroys Smallville. Mm -hmm. And then like 10 minutes later, they do the fight. And, um, what's it called? In uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah. And it's just like, you you don't want to do anything in between there. You don't want to, you know what that reminds me of? Have you, have you played injustice? The video game? It's a DC 
uh, video game yeah. with, you know, Superman and with Batman, Superman, all the DC characters, right? It's a fighting game. And one of the aspects of the game is that you start on a level, like a stage and it, like Mortal Kombat, you know, if you beat them enough and you hit them with a big enough combo, you like basically beat them to another stage. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what that reminded me of. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, like he hit like a triple 30 combo and then he just beat him to the next stage where right. um, it's Metropolis now. So, uh, yeah. you know, so it just reminded me of that. I was like, oh, okay. It's just like a, it's just yeah. like a video game. Even that end scene, that end, I just swear to, I mean, that last 40 minutes of that movie of, of uh, Man of Steel, I mean, I tune out because it's just yeah. like, it's just, it's just, it's like it's 9-11 porn. It's just buildings falling down and I just, it's just numbing. You just don't care. It's just fighting, 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 fighting. And then he snaps his neck at the back at the end and you're like, oh, oh okay. All right. I just, I, I mean, I've been so disengaged with the movie that this moment where he kills uh, Zod is supposed to be a big thing. I just, I don't care. I just, I just been, yeah. I've been tuned out. I'm numb to it. So yeah, it was. I mean, if you want to see the, and I say this anytime I get the opportunity, if you want to see the best Batman, Batman, Superman, anything on in media is uh, the Superman animated series. They do a three part episode. It's ninety minutes. It's called World's Finest, and it's Batman and Superman. Uh, ba- basically, Batman is guest starring on the Superman animated series, and uh, it's the Kevin Connolly. Or sorry, Kevin Conroy, Batman. Kevin Connolly is E from Entourage. Yes, a very different movie. Uh, Imagine. Uh, <laughs> is Superman doing the movie or not? <laughs> is Superman's out? Victory! Yeah. So um, no, but uh, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Tim Daly is Superman, and it's it's Batman versus Superman meet for the first time. They don't like each other, but Lex Luthor and Joker are up to something so they have to work they like put aside their differences the way they figure out each other's secret identities is so perfect to them superman mm-hmm. just looks under his his cowl mask, yeah yeah he looks under his mask with his x-ray vision he's like bruce wayne he goes you peak yeah then like superman goes home and he's taking off his his cape and all the stuff and he notices like a little tracer on there and he looks outside the window and he sees in the distance batman is looking at him with binoculars and just batman just salutes him and that's it. And he's just like, got you, motherfucker. Like, yeah. And that's so, it's so Batman. I'm like, God yeah. damn. It's like perfect. Imagine yeah. if they would have done that in the movie. Yeah. You'd be like, yo, this movie's so dope. Like, that's the one thing that, and one of the movies I wanted to talk to you about was The Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves' The Batman that came mm-hmm. out in 20, this past year, 2022. Yeah. Um, and to me, I, I don't feel like they've ever done the. Batman from the comics of like this one was supposed to be the world's greatest detective because he's against the Riddler and it's very like seven and Mm. he does the detective thing and I get it. They, they did a good, they did a good job of that movie, but to me, they've never done the dude who's just unbeatable because he's so prepared and he's just so like the most disciplined dude ever. And I'm kind of sick of the overly dark Batman. Like I watched the Batman clips from it the other day. I was just skipping around and a dude has a bomb strapped to his neck and it blows up 
in this movie. And I'm like, yeah. yo, this is for kids, dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I, I guess I can't say that because when I was, I guess six or something, I watched Batman returns and I loved it. Meanwhile, that movie is about Penguin like taking all the firstborn children of Gotham yes. and it's probably going to drown them or something. Very Old Testament. Like, right. It's like fucking like what the fuck is anybody doing? Like why is like Joel Schumacher is like, yo, this is for kids, guys. Like what are we doing? And yeah. everybody hates him for it. But like I think there's a way to do levity in a Batman movie without um, – being without like necessarily jokes like yeah he doesn't have to pull out a credit card with the bat symbol on it right but it is funny that he's so serious all the time you know yes. what i mean like yeah. there are things to make fun of about it without being like tee hee hee wah 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 like jokes yeah. you know but um but yeah i was i was thinking about the batman yeah uh, and i think you know, we've talked about it before you know, in, in, in what you're saying how to it's almost like you he plays a straight man. Batman should play the straight man. And if you have a character like Robin or something, yeah. and we've talked and you've mentioned it before where they're in the Batmobile or something and um, it's Batman's driving. He's silent, stoic. And Robin says, do you think there'll be bombs at this place? Batman says nothing. Yeah. I think there'll be bombs. Yeah. We should get bombs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's basically the Ocean's Eleven scene. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's just something that yeah, you, you we haven't we haven't seen in a, in 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 a Batman film. I mean, I, I mean, I like the Batman. I really do. I I liked it. I really loved it the first time I saw it because it was nothing like any other live action Batman movie. Um, you know, I was talking to someone the other week or something. And they were, but they were super. They were younger too, and they were like, "Oh, Batman." begins is the best one and i said well that's and i asked him i was like was that the first one you've seen he was like yeah i was like well that's why you like it and i yeah. just said you know batman begins is a great movie but it's also it's the best batman movie to watch if you never heard of batman if you yeah, don't know the character watch that because it is an origin story it's an origin yeah. story and it's very realistic and grounded which um is the fashion of the time, you know, when, when that movie came out, you compare it to other movies like Casino Royale, which, you know, brought it down, let's do James Bond, but make it, you know, real grounded and explain everything. Um, same thing well, kind Batman, of like with Man of Steel as well. They're trying to make yeah. it grounded and stuff. But I was they basically try to do that, yeah. Yeah, Batman Begins is the best one if you don't know anything about Batman. The Dark Knight, and he was saying, oh, Dark Knight, is, but it's even better. Yeah, but Dark Knight is good, and it's, it's great. It's it's a great movie. But let's be real. You take Heath Ledger out of that role, and yeah. is it as good? Anybody else? Yeah, is it as good? You know, so yeah. yeah it's I just, mean, it's and heat. I think that that third act too. It's the same thing that's the 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 Batman suffers from. Like they they need a big third act. You know, in the third act of yeah. Dark Knight is the two ships about to explode if the other people on the ship push the detonator right and then in the in the batman it's a big you know there's a big terrorist actor shootout in that stadium you know it's always a big third act and by that time you can i both films i kind of tune out because it's just like well it's not it's not keeping me engaged and i know there's going to be a big shootout explosives and stuff and then that's it um um he'll he'll save the day and everything will be good so yeah, that uh, that 
Yeah, I also have issues with that. I remember it being in the theater, and once he's like, you know, when when your hero, when the Riddler is in jail, and yeah. the hero's fighting just fucking Thugs. random dudes on Twitter. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's fighting like trolls. Literally, yeah. Batman's fighting like internet trolls that yeah. got like incels, right? The like faceless, nameless, faceless goons. And there's no head bad guy to beat up. There's no Bane at the end of it. It's like yeah. Batman's a weird, Batman's a very weird uh, character to do, especially in a movie when you need the third act because there's just nobody in his arsenal that's like can really fuck with him because it's never Batman's villains are never about like brute force except for Bane. Yeah. Um, they're all about like intellectually and, you know, almost existentially, how do they, how do they counteract with, with Batman? Joker is just pure chaos, but he's not like fucking Jack dude. Like he can't fight. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Penguin can't fight. Scarecrow can't fight. Like Bane can fight. And I, and I think um, even Christopher Nolan said that about that, about uh, uh, the dark Knight rises where he's like, I wanted a villain that like could actually fight batman because there's nobody nobody has tested him physically yeah and it's like in if you look in the dark knight like joker literally six dogs on him because like they're the writers are like we don't know what else to do like yeah yeah the joker doesn't really have goons per se and the goons are like mental patients that like yeah they're not like they're not like the league of shadows like who can ninjas it's, it's just motherfucker like crazy dude so it was like just put some dogs in there i guess <laughs> like, yeah some rottweilers and you yeah, throw yeah. them off a bridge or something and yeah, might get yeah. Bitten. so yeah yeah i mean something to get an edge yeah i mean if, if that's the case just let the bad guy get at, get away at the end so it just does continue the reason why he needs to be doing what he needs to be doing like yeah um what batman needs to be doing so yeah i mean go ahead no i I do think the the batman is it was the most like is the most artful visually interesting batman movie i mean it's the one with the most style and the most like yeah flair i mean you can see that from the trailer you're like i've never seen a batman movie look like this like no one it, it never seemed like anybody has taken the visual like um, gauntlet up to like make it look as interesting as it did. Everybody else seemed like even Tim Burton is like, it's all production design and mm. Joel Schumacher is all, you know, neon and production design. And I mean, Christopher Nolan, uh, I guess to some degree is production design again is like, it's just very stylistically, um, like Ridley Scott and Michael Mann movies, like grounded mm. and, and yeah. whatever. But this one is like the shots are crazy. Like the shots of the penguin car chase yeah. and, and just upside down shots and the use of color, like red all over yeah. the movie. It's very like they, this dude was like, I'm going to make it very cinematic. I'm going to yeah. fucking take every shot I can. So yeah. that one, that's what makes it so different to me in that way. And I think I like it a lot because of that, but I ultimately like the story to me. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm just over, overly dark Batman. I want to see like a, a comics 
comics like accurate type Batman, like Batman Hush. It's just kind of like there's a little bit of camp to it, but not like it's not so winking. There's mm. a it's serious, but it's not like brutally like dark and like fucking a motherfucker is wearing a bomb on his throat, dude. Like mm-hmm. fucking you got to sell happy meals, dude. Like yeah, how yeah. Are, you know what I mean? Like how are kids today supposed to like watch that movie? It's yeah. 3 hours and it's like But also about- I'd say so I had a friend that had something. He sent me an article about this and he was saying because I told him about I like that the Batman and stuff and he was like, "Oh, and he, and he said, you know, send me an article about it, like it should be made more for uh, children audiences and stuff. And I said, but I said, you know, they do make Batman films for kids. Lego Batman is a kid's yeah. movie. That is, yeah, that is Batman. You know, one of the best ones, by the way. Yeah. I, I like that movie too. Like I really do. And they capture aspects of the Batman character in there, him being lonely yeah. and all the stuff. And also obviously uh, they are like taking the piss out of Batman and making fun of, you know, they'll reference other things, in the other films and, and, and all that. Um, yeah. They just got to find, I guess, a, a midpoint where it sounds like you, you would like to like to be, cause you, it, of course, I mean, and also, I guess that's the beauty of the character and what you can do with that. Like you can make it as crazy as Adam West, Batman, where yeah. this motherfucker's literally drinking milk, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, or in reference to that bomb, you know, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb, right. Where he's, yeah. Rolling around the pier, the docks, trying to get rid of a bomb. Um, yeah. Um, just, I guess, yeah, they just have to find the midpoint because I agree. It is all now the movie, the live action Batman is all just dark. It's just like, you know, even this guy, um, Robert Patterson, it's the makeup and the eyeliner is just all dark. And I don't know. I don't even, there's something about that, the way he portrayed it. Like, fine, man, you're doing your thing. But. I don't know. It was just too mopey. It's just like, oh, Alfred, I, I just, I, I can't barely get out of bed or something. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. there was no personality into it, I, I feel. but Also, when like, opinion. the one thing that always bothered me when I, from the be- first time I watched that movie is uh, Alfred gets blown up. Yeah. Alfred gets blown up. <laughs> <laughs> and And Bruce Wayne finds out about his dad. And then Alfred wakes up from the hospital from a coma because he yeah. was blown up. Yeah. <laughs> and the first thing that Bruce Robert Pattinson said is, "How come you lied to me?" You're like, yeah. "Dog," <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you don't want to say, "Hey, I'm glad you yeah. woke up." It's yeah. Just like, oh, hey. Bitch. <laughs> He's there eating juju fruits. Where'd you? Yeah. Eat? You stopped for you heard I got blown up and you stopped for juju fruits. <laughs> you know? Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. But yeah, that always kind of irked me. But yeah, the the dark, 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 grim, grim Batman. I'm not sure if I I'm like and you know there's this whole shakeup of DC now. Uh, um, I kind of don't know. I kind of, I kind of do know, but don't know. Like James Gunn is like the president of DC, and they fired so, Ezra Miller or something. No. Um, so basically, what happened is um, there's been just tremendous change at Warner Brothers in almost every area. I'm, I'm sure you heard about Batgirl, the Batgirl movie. They canceled it, didn't they? They just say yeah. They just straight yeah. up canceled it. They didn't. They're like, we're not even going to put it on HBO Max. 
it's just we're so just they gonna put filmed it, on the it and everything. They filmed it. They were just they're pretty much done, almost done, I guess. Uh-huh. And they were just like, we're just gonna take the cat the the tax write off, okay. and just <laughs> and he's just like, we're just not gonna fuck it. So weird weird thing to do but interesting i'm sure it'll see the light of day someday yeah, it also could be an amazing marketing move because you'd yeah. be like by going like it's just going to sit on a shelf you're never going to see it there's like a snyderverse thing of like release the batgirl cut see, it's what i'm talking about okay yeah no but i'm not saying i'm saying that they're trying to manufacture that by doing oh it. i see yes i see so that so that the buzz gets big enough they're like a movie that like probably wasn't going to do well anyway mm. is going to do better because we it's become exclusive and like unattainable so it seems like what they did is they they they, they got a turd right and now yeah. what they're doing is we can't just sell this turd so how about we manufacture this demand for the turd and yeah. then we put it out there and then the people have been waiting, waiting, waiting. And then when they see it and they're like, oh, that was a turd. It was like, yeah, but like, you we wanted told you it. it was a turd. <laughs> yeah. I told you it was a turd. Yeah. It's kind of genius. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe that's what it is. But anyway, uh, back to the, the original thing was that um, there's been a lot of transition at Warner Brothers. Heads have been rolling. People have been changing. So now yeah. – James Gunn, because of the success of the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad and Peace, yeah. yeah, and Peacemaker, um, have uh, and Peter Serafin. I don't know I, Saffron. I don't really. Oh, I'm I think not familiar Saffron, with yeah. anything. I think he was a producer on Aquaman, maybe or something. Anyway, okay. those two are the head of DC now, and they, um, you know, there are plans going forward. Henry Cavill made an appearance as Superman in Black Adam. Mm. Henry Cavill was kind of done as Superman. Mm. And again, again, it became a thing. Fans were like, bring back Cavill. So then they brought back Cavill um, at the end of Black Adam. And it was announced that Henry Cavill will be back and be doing some Superman movies. And then they said, actually, James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to be taking over DC. All of a sudden, Henry Cavill's back out. (laughs) And James Gunn's like, we're going to come up with our own Superman and he's going to be younger and, you know, and whatever. He'll be so sexier Henry Cavill, and younger. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Cavill, your services are no longer required. Um, so the Flash movie is still coming out. Aquaman 2 is still coming out. Wonder Woman is pretty much done. Done, right? Yeah. They're probably just going to redo everything um, and start fresh, except for uh, the next Aquaman, the Flash movie, and... Um, uh, what's this last one? A bat, the Batman. The Batman will be allowed to kind of exist on its own elsewhere, mm. right? And Joker, obviously, Joker too. Oh yeah, Joker too. So, so yeah, so that's that's basically what's happening. Ezra Miller has, I mean, they haven't been. Nothing's gone on. I think he's just gotten to like. I think they just announced he has like some kind of plea deal, or. The charges are kind of going away, and I'm sure. What is it? What do you get arrested for? What's what's his deal? I mean, smacking someone, smacking people, being pretty belligerent, and and I don't know the exact case, so I'm just talking completely out of my ass. But just being kind of a douche, yeah, for the most part, slapping people, getting drunk, and probably like just, do you know who I am? Hitting people, and kind of like just just being a like crazy, you know, with success and fame and. 
just, yeah, it's probably just the pressure, just mm. fucking knocking people out, you know? Yeah. It's, you got to do that sometimes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway, so that's what's going on with that. Basically, like, there's a new, new head of creative on DC and out with the old and with the new. We're going to get a whole new, a different Batman, different Superman. The DC is just going to be like, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do like a Marvel type thing where they do like one, one movie at a time, build to mm. a Justice League and then go from there. But yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. Oh man, it's just a. I, it's kind of a bummer. Man. They're 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 like following Marvel's ass so bad. It's just like at this yeah. point, just do your own thing. I mean, you're not going to catch up with Marvel. And yeah. to be fan, uh, honest, even as a fan of the MCU, I'm kind of Marvel fan. Yeah. Marvel films are kind of not doing it for me, especially like in this phase. You know, I'm kind yeah. of like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. But at the same time, I'm gonna watch Ant Man when it comes yep. out next month. Like I'm, I'm keen to watch it, and I'm gonna watch all that stuff. And but I haven't seen every well every movie that's come out of Marvel. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, you've. I'm sure you've seen every movie, right? Not everyone. I haven't seen Thor two, but what I mean is every ah. everything since then I've seen. You know, because I'm yeah. curious. Um, even Eternals, and even that, it's kind of like I saw that. And I was like, dude, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. This? yeah movie fans and audiences like i can't be wasting my time with this like i love yeah what they got going on but then the bummer is because i see in the news they said well the internals eternals will be tied into what's going on and apparently there's a rumor that in the upcoming mcu you know in in the there's the like the government led by um a task force that cleans up all the messes. I can't remember. They were in Spider-Man. Damage Homecoming. control. Yeah, damage control is going to go to that area where that celestial was. And yeah. guess what they're going to find there? Ooh, alimentium because Wakanda has all the vibranium. So they're going to find alimentium. And guess what that means? Oh, Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but these are just all rumors. Who who, who knows? Yeah. But what I mean by that is just then it just it, – it's like they – wrote something and then now they kind of have to oh we got to tie us tie up loose ends to make all the other shit that we messed up on make sense you know or justify the other stuff so i don't know man it's just i don't know I, i'm still sticking with the mcu i'll still watch it i'll still watch the big movies I'll, I'm, I'm curious for ant-man to see how it goes from there i'll continue watching loki and stuff but um i don't know i'm kind of losing it feels like it's losing steam yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, this past, this phase has been one of the biggest things is that this phase has no direction. Mm. And when I say no direction, I mean, it doesn't feel like we as an audience have any direction going as to like, what, where are we headed to? Where is mm. this all headed until like Loki or, I mean, the, the one that we all thought was going to lead us somewhere was Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. We were all like, all right this is the one that's going to like yeah. get Open us up. like yeah. somebody's coming, somebody's showing up. Yeah. Somebody Someone's showing up and saying, <laughs> yeah. And saying, hey, guess what? In the next movies, guess what? I have a friend named Cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. And kind of, I mean, I feel like they had nothing. So they were like, uh, we'll give you professor X and yeah. a fake, a fake Reed Richards. Yeah. Is yeah. That good enough. Yeah, and um, remember this guy from the TV show that doesn't speak? And yeah. What is he? And it's like, remember him? I was like, no, yeah. I don't. No, I, I don't. did not watch that show. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't either. Uh, yeah. 
so so yeah so it's all that and um one thing is i i do think the pandemic really fucked them over mm. i think because if you look at the pandemics um the pre-pandemic schedule it's vastly different like it was mm-hmm. black widow in like early 2020 that was like going to be the first thing of 2020 it was like may 2020 then it would have been like captain america falcon and the winter soldier which if you saw that leads like kind of leads pretty ties directly into um black widow like with uh with the ending with black widow's sister or whatever right um and then it would have been like doctor strange in the summer of 2021 then wandavision or wandavision would have been like in summer of 2021 and immediately literally the week that wandavision was over doctor strange yeah two would have been coming out yeah and then eternals would have been at the end of uh at the end of 2020 because that was like that that had been done like eternals would have been right after um black widow uh shang chi would have been you know somewhere in the beginning of 2021 Thor would have been like, it would have been completely different. And I would, I was interested in, I wonder what the, what it would have looked like going, going forward that way, just because it seemed like it changed so much. They scrambled to that, to the point where it's like, all right, we're putting out WandaVision first. And then everybody's Mm -hmm. like, all right, is Reed Richards in WandaVision is like, where are X-Men going to be in WandaVision? Like, Mm. Because the the expectations were set up so high as to like, because they've always done a pretty good job of like telling you what the next thing is. Iron Man goes, Iron Man ends with, we want you to want you to talk about the Avengers initiative. Then you see mm-hmm. all the Avengers start starting to come together. There's teases for everybody. And then at the end of Avengers 1, who shows up is Thanos, which is like, all right, that's leading us all the way you know, almost 10 years down the road, but mm. that's still, that nugget is still propelling you forward. Where yeah. this, whereas phase four has had really nothing like that at all. Yeah. Even, and there was rumors that, and I don't know how true this is, but there are rumors that at the end of, did you see Wakanda forever? Mm-hmm. So in Wakanda forever, there's a scene where, um, I forgot her name, but this woman is on uh, a submarine and she's leading a crew of like, you know, CIA people or military yeah, people. I know right? you're talking about. Yeah. And they're trying I to the get the actress's name. Right. Uh, yes. But anyway, she's a notable enough actress. You'd be like, why is she in this movie yeah, for this one yeah. scene? Right. So she's in the movie and she's uh Lake Bell. Lake Bell's in the movie. Yeah, yeah that's like, it. Yeah. Yeah. For one scene and kind of doesn't make sense for her to be in it. And whatever, they're going to get vibranium. They get attacked by Atlanteans, which are actually Mexicans or um, Tanaka clan. I forgot what the place is called. So anyway, there was a rumor that at the end of Black Panther, the post credits was not like the one we saw. It was Mm. actually Lake Bell, um, you know, going up to the person that recruited her to get the vibranium from Atlantis, which was Dr. Doom. Mm. And that would have been like, oh, you'd have been like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like that's, and that's where we're headed, right? Yeah. But apparently there's, there was concept art that leaked that showed that. And there was concept art, because I remember seeing concept art for Professor Xavier in Doctor Strange 2. 
Oh, so there was, okay. So I was like, oh shit. When I saw this concept art, I was like, damn, dude, they're doing Dr. Doom. Like, makes sense. Fantastic Four is coming up. It's been announced. They're casting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. Um, I derailed this for a while. But like, yeah, my thing with Marvel is just, it just seems very like they've had no direction for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, and I'm trying to keep up with all this stuff. I mean, there's some sh- shows and uh, supplemental material I'm just not interested in. Like, I haven't yeah. watched Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I did not watch. Yeah, I've seen. I watched one episode. It was, yeah. it's, it's fun. But again, it's just like, where are we going? Yeah. And like, the thing about it with, if you, with this whole MCU thing, you got to tie everything into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, yes. I'm sorry. It's like, if you're going to do supplemental stuff like Ms. Marvel, then you know what? And I know she was in it. Captain Marvel was in it, but I was like, no, nah, put put uh, Alison Brie in like almost every other episode or something like it. Yeah, like because you got to get me like, like Brie why Larson. I, yeah, Brie Larson. What did I say, Alison Brie? Alison Brie. He was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Alison Brie could be in the MCU. Who knows? You know, yeah. like you can put her as I don't. They have they cast Sue Storm yet? Like yeah. <laughs> so. But that's interesting. But that's the thing because it's like everybody hated She Hulk. I guess I, I liked every- it. I did too. I liked yeah. it. I thought it was like good. I was like, yeah. this is totally good. I'm, I, yeah. But but like, what we're mad about from Moon Knight is like it has nothing to do with anything else. What we're mad about Ms. Marvel's kind of has nothing to do with anything else. Dude, She Hulk had the Hulk in it. Yeah. She Hulk had Daredevil in it. Yeah. Cameos from like random people, but like, and and a meta critique uh, had abomination tim roth abomination yeah yeah, yeah. medic critique kevin feige shows up like yeah it was like it, like it that last good. episode where they go to marvel studios yeah i was like yo Brilliant. they're really doing it and she even says like and she looks at the camera she goes oh that means x-men coming or something like that you yeah know? yeah like i was Brilliant. like yo yeah i thought that was dope and like I but, it was so good i don't know like i think people are just like like what they saw they saw megan the stallion twerking with yeah. she hulk and it's just yeah. like I understand why that's cringy, but it's also yeah. like, but it's also meme, memeable. You know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah, what they put there. It's the a, if this was the '90s, it would have been who would have been the like the most famous. It would have been little female Kim artists. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have been little Kim right off as she put out her album that week and stuff. And it's been yeah. like it's just it's just just what it is, man. Like, and it's know? almost a nod to that kind of old that '90s like celebrity of the guest star of the week promoting their album it's almost like tongue-in-cheek in a way yeah i don't know but yeah it's um, like biggie small showing up in martin you know like you know they just yeah. don't have yeah the, the audience reaction if they, if they had done that for megan Thee sound i think people would have got it yeah yeah <laughs> like exactly the audience. yeah and she has to pause until they're done yeah like it's a long like, pause like it's a long yeah. applause and stuff She's like and hi like, i'm megan Woo! yeah yeah like, Hi, I'm Megan the Stallion. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like we've talked about so many comic book movies. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's because that's um, you know, yeah. Uh, it's we've been passionate. We've been passionate about that for a long time. But like, so what else have you been watching? Um, I do, honestly lately I've just been flicking through. I mean, I'm trying to catch up with like the best of 2022 and mm. the Oscar mo- movies and the Oscar race. Um, I mean, the last good, really great thing I saw was Decision to Leave. Mm. Um, it's a I, I'm gonna get the name wrong. Park Chan Wook. Okay. Um, he directed Old Boy. 
Yes. I haven't seen anything else from him, but this movie is just like, it's, again, it's like the Batman in that it's like all, it's super stylistic. Yeah. Really, really like, he went for it, man. Like he tried every trick and every cinematic trick he could. Like, it's like if Quentin Tarantino was just like, all right, like, I'm going balls to the wall in this one. I'm not leaving mm. anything on the table. This might be my last one. Okay. Like, he tries everything. And I don't know, you might not like the story and you might, you might, but it's, uh, it's really compelling. Very, it's just a very well told movie. And that's really like, now I find myself, I've seen so many movies that I feel like I know where yeah. kind of everything's going now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm watching movies. I go, Oh, that guy's going to do this and yeah. this is going to happen here. And now I just want to watch movies where I'm like, take me on a ride and like i don't know i don't want to know where this is going yeah like you want to be surprised a bit because everything yeah. is almost formulaic you know yeah yeah and I, and I agree like i think and i'll and i'll say and i'll say it's anyone that wants to step up and um you know deny me of it but i think you and i watch a lot of movies and we've grown up watching a lot of movies and to the point that I could say we're like experts at it in the sense of I can watch something. I'm like, it's formulaic to me. Like I can watch it and I was like, Oh, that's the secret bad guy. And then it'll turn out that's the secret bad guy or whatever it is. You know, it's just, it's just, and I'm not saying it's necessarily bad all the time. Um, But they, you know, when you, when you're doing a lot of these and you're watching a lot, it can just be, uh, I don't want to say boring, but um uninteresting i guess or yeah um yeah just it's just yeah so it's just exciting when you when you come across something that's different or or new or they just do a different maybe it's something familiar and they just take a different direction with it and that's always yeah that's always and it's always really good i mean i mean i'm I'm to the point that i watch bad movies you know what i mean like really movies that are just like shit and i'm just like, like oh, i'm dude i'm watching like lifetime movies at this point <laughs> like, <laughs> like those shitty lifetime movies yeah. like where it's just kind of like all right let's let's just let's just i know this is low production but i'm just curious to see what they're doing and let's yeah and just let's, let's see who's who's in this you know what i mean yeah um so i saw something uh, a couple of months back um I saw, it's, it's a lifetime movie called the sitter and it's basically this babysitter infiltrates this family and she's you, you, it, it's basically what is it um hand the rocks a cradle right where yeah. a babysitter comes into this family and she's young she's like a 20 year old and it's a lifetime movie so it's geared toward uh you know female audience and the mother is suspicious of her for a bit but she doesn't know why and she's supposed to be the babysitter is supposed to be like super hot the actress is just you know normal it's like it's not like a super sexy woman yeah. just a you know just a beautiful you know young woman and um you know all the all the female neighbors in the neighborhood and you, you gotta watch out You're like she can probably steal your husband how old is she you know like just kind of stuff yeah <laughs> and then the babysitter gets along with the kids a little bit better than the mother yeah, yeah, and then you know and, and and there's she starts I mean, the movie. If you get to watch this movie, the, 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 there's a like you start. She starts like stealing the husband, trying to steal the husband. But of course. to be fair, the, in the movie, the husband does not do a good job of being um, 
like staying away from this chick. And he, yeah. and, and the way that portrays is he's, he's dancing on a sword in the sense of he's not purposely going out of his way, but bro, you are not really <laughs> fighting her off either. So for yeah. instance, there's a scene where like the husband goes, it's called the sitter. I got to find out what year it came out. I think yeah. it's just uh, um, uh, recently, but the husband He's coming from the gym. He's upstairs taking a shower and the babysitter knows it. So she opens the door to the bathroom and he's hopping out in out of the shower. He doesn't have his towel on and he just says, oh, like, hey, Rebecca, how are you? And she's like, oh, Jim, how are you? And he doesn't say like, what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, uh, it's good to see you. Didn't you know I was in the shower? I'm watching this. I'm like, dude, put, right. the, put your right. towel on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or like he finishes work one day and. Uh, she seems, she goes to the, the dad and goes, you seem stressed. He's like, yeah, just work has been really bad. You know, you need a really nice massage. He was like, oh, that'd be nice. Thank you. And she starts giving him a massage <laughs> and, and you're just like, what's going, what's going on? Like, that's totally like inappropriate. Anyway, it turns out that she's a crazy killer and something like that. It turns yeah. out she was like, the, the husband's a lawyer. And I guess back in the day, she was the little girl. The babysitter was a little girl who was in this paternity case or something like that. Guess who was her lawyer when she was a little girl? It was the husband. Yeah. So she's been playing out this whole plan because she's fallen in love with him because he defended her in court. So she infiltrated this whole plan to you know, become his wife, become his babysitter, then his wife, and then ex the current wife by throwing her down the stairs and, so forth and so forth and so forth and they get stabbed and all that stuff so so yeah so uh, one thing just to speak about that how like something like that it's a very formulaic i mean like i said i reference uh hand that rocks a cradle a movie that is kind of similar to that is the orphan um i don't know if you've seen that one um but it's a very similar thing it just spoiler it turns out the the family hires a little girl orphan from Russia or somewhere like that. Turns out she's actually a 33 year old psychopathic killer who has a disease that, you know, makes her like, she doesn't grow up. So she always will always look like a little girl and she, you know, infiltrates his family and then tries to um, have yeah. sex with Peter Sarsgar, right. As who, right. who plays the father and tries to kill Vera Formiga in the movie. And it's a very, very same plot, but if anyone's out there, uh, I recommend Orphan 2 because it's a movie that I saw it last year in the theaters. And I mean, it's you watch it and you're like, oh, OK, it's the same plot because she goes into the, the, the little orphan. Her name is Esther Returns. She infiltrates a family and stuff. And it takes such a turn that I was in the theater and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, wait, oh, wow. Were they really doing this? I thought I was thoroughly, I was thoroughly pleased by that movie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know good. if you want me to tell you, but I, I suggest no, people watch I, it. I kind of, yeah, leave it, leave it for people to, yeah. uh, to see. That's really funny. Um, I remember we watched uh, a couple of friends of mine. We were, um, we were doing a show and we, uh, we, you know, we did the show. we got a, we're, in our hotel room, just watching TV and we turned it on lifetime and it was this movie. I'm looking it up now. It's called shattered memories. Okay. And, uh, it's about a woman who gets, she's works in an art gallery and, um, <clears throat> she gets, she wakes up in the hospital with fragments of her memory after a car crash. The one thing she is certain is that the people close to her are the very ones she's not sure she can trust. Mm. She gets like, 
I remember she gets pushed out of a window in the beginning. Um, oh yeah. She gets pushed through the window home and then escapes in a car, but then she's forced off the road. And then like, we're watching this and I've seen enough movies that I'm like, I, there's three other people. I'm just sitting there telling them what's going to happen. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, the, she, her friend is the killer. And yeah. the reason, and of course, like all lifetime movies, the reason that her friend wants to kill her is because she's jealous. And so, yeah. <laughs> which is always like the lifetime thing. Like for women, it's like your friend's just jealous. They want to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you're what I said. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that it plays into those fears. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess like female stereotypical of like female fears yeah. in the lifetime movie. It's like, you better watch out for that younger lady that lives in your house. Cause she might steal your family and your husband and yeah. try to kill you or yeah. that where it's yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you if something happens to you, you know, it's basically your best friend's it's out your to get you. your best friend because she's jealous of you, all your success yeah. and your marriage. Like, yeah, no. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting to to have that kind of radar when it, when it comes to movies. Um, yeah, like you, were, you put me onto a movie that I saw this week that we have mm-hmm. to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's called Just Cause. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this Wonderful is a movie film. from 1995. And yes. uh, you, you actually pointed out two movies to me this week, yes. Just Cause and Arlington Road. Yes. And the reason I bring those uh, – those are two interesting movies to to point out mm. um, because Just Cause – I didn't rewatch Arlington Road, but I remember Arlington Road. Yeah. And Just Cause and Arlington Road are movies that don't really exist anymore. No, they're Just, those mid-tier movies, man. Mid-tier like thrillers which with like plot twists. Like I, I feel like the 90s was all about like mid-tier thriller movies where they were like trying to get you with a twist every single time. But like right. – this movie and there's a is, number of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's Twisted, there's where's that one um um oh, with uh the co- like copycat or yeah. especially with serial killers. That was always like yeah. that was a big big thing after The Silence of the Lambs. It was like serial killer movies. Um there's the one with Double Jeopardy with yeah. Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd. I mean, yeah, it's it's very all very much the same. Well, Just Cause is um it stars Sean Connery in like I've never seen Sean Connery and old Sean Connery do a role like that. It's like Sean Connery as a leading man in just like a mid-tier movie that like should excuse me, should have been for like Richard Gere or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it it seems like it would have been fitting for like Richard Gere at the time or like whoever was like the a guy at the time um anyway but like sean but what connery, do you say not not sean connery because he's he's he's, he's just British, older so he's just you know, oh, okay no he's older and in my opinion i mean the james bond thing is like big like you know yeah. i mean maybe i'm looking at it from 2022 eyes but i'm thinking like legendary guy mm. but to do like just like what not just one of these like mid-tier movies but just feels like a paycheck movie you know like, well, it is man it I is know. i mean if you look at those in the in like early 90s of his career um he was kind of on the downslope i guess i mean he was in i don't know if you've ever seen rising sun with um uh wesley snipes no it's a cop thriller and it's 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 super like anti it's a michael Crichton movie so yeah uh, based on a michael Crichton novel but it's like anti it's pretty like anti 
Asian. Because <laughs> in the fear, remember the Sony thing when uh, when the Japanese bought Sony and yeah. there was this fear in the 90s and especially in the United States where like, oh, the Japanese are taking over, especially yeah. in the 80s. And it's like, you know, like don't eat sushi because ugh, raw fish. And, and, and there was a whole thing, you know, and like it's like yeah. you better be careful. Like they, they like the gremlins things, they put stuff in your machines to make it, you know, the Japanese are taking over and, and, and all this stuff. But anyway, uh, he was, you know, he's in a movie like Rising Sun in 1993 with Wesley Snipes, which is another mid-tier. And that's not good. Either. I mean, it's it's kind of it's a very it's it's not like bad, but it's a boring, boring, boring yeah. movie, you know. And then he does like in 90, uh, 94, a good man in Africa, just just cause first night he plays King Arthur, and then I think the first height night. of yeah yeah the height of his low tier. I mean, at, during that Dragon time, it has to be Dragonheart. Yeah. Dragon I mean, Heart, I, yeah. Yeah. I am the last one. <laughs> oh, Dragonheart. That's a classic. That's a classic oh, line. Man. That's a, uh, it was in the trailers like crazy. I mean, you know, like all these movies you just said, like to me, they were so big. Like first, I'm sorry. What was the last night? Was, was it? Uh, uh, first night. First night. Sorry. And like, these were so big. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just so funny how he, these things get, forgotten to time like i remember kevin costner's robin hood prince of yeah. thieves prince of that thieves, was like yeah. a big movie at the time like free yeah, will was about a humongous it. movie but you, you know how like, big it was and that prince of thieves you know they had a cereal that came out with it <laughs> seriously <laughs> no, they had a breakfast cereal for, like for promotion that came out with it and um they, it was like little arrows that um um, um, as as the like the little grains or whatever it was like it was basically yeah. Lucky Charms with so the marsh the marshmallows were like <laughs> coins and shit and then yeah. like the 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 wheat parts were were basically little arrows so yeah but the thing of it like the, the also the thing all those movies came out in the theaters you know yeah. what I mean so that's why yeah. I also seen big and Sean Connery's you know and Kevin Costner big stars big they stars are big stars yeah. yeah they are big stars um. So anyway, this movie is Just Cause. Stars Sean mm. Connery, Lawrence Fishburne as yeah. just the fucking frothing at the mouth, like evil, <laughs> like racist cop, I guess. But he, yeah, he's the, like, he's racist against black people. He's racist against like, black people, which is like, and it's so, you know, there's a level of it. If it wasn't handled in the beginning, so it's actually handled kind of carefully. And kind of well done in the beginning that like yeah. it, he is like, it, it reminded me of, uh, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice. Yeah, it is that like, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Where he goes like, I hate my, I hate your black skin. I hate yeah. my whatever. Cause it's black. I yeah. hate my cat. Cause it's black. Like yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah. that cop. Right. I mean, just to paint a picture for the audience listening that haven't seen this movie, uh, who, who, um, is it Blair, Blair Underwood? Underwood? Blair, Blair Underwood, Underwood is basically it's a cop thriller. Blair Underwood is arrested and sent to an investigation, an interrogation room, and he's being interrogating uh, for the murder comes, of a little girl, right? Yeah, and here comes Lauren Fishburne. Oh, well, you don't know at the point, but the little girl is friends with Lauren Fishburne's daughter, correct? And here comes Fishburne, and he just literally slams Blair Underwood on the ground and puts a gun in his mouth and is just like, I'll fucking kill yeah. you right now, motherfucker. I don't care. You don't confess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie, and you know what? I'm just going to spoil this. We got to just spoil this movie because yeah. it's too crazy not to So spoil. yeah, it's like, I recommend people to watch it, but we're going to yeah, spoil it. 
spoiler spoiler warnings like a motherfucker. Um, so anyway, so Sean Connery is investigating this case and you're watching this movie and you're like, oh, this is one of those movies where Sean Connery gets Blair Underwood out of jail. Yeah, well, or, let's back it up. Well, it's it takes place in Florida, the South. Right away, you're like racist town. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you see Blair Underwood where he lives. It's like this backwood Florida swamp thing, and yeah. he's uh, charged for killing uh, a little white girl. Little they white bring girl, him in, yeah. and and I, I love it because it does follow that 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 uh, that um, formula or that stereotype as I'll call him Sir Sean Connery is this lawyer uh, no he's not a lawyer he's a professor at harvard yeah. i think he's retired and he's yeah. giving his speech at harvard about criminal justice and stuff like that so he plays like a northerner right um and blair underwood sends him a letter to come down to florida in hopes that he can defend him correct or investigate yeah. the case yeah blair underwood's mom does i but i guess yeah i guess blair underwood oh yeah 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 but Blair Underwood's mom comes and gives him a letter, says, my baby's in jail. Please get him out. Yeah. Um, so he, my baby's so, in jail. Yes. I mean, it kind of, that's what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, so Sean Connery, Sean Connery meets Blair Underwood and uh, Blair Underwood's like in the corner of his prison. He's like, yo, I don't know why if they gonna let me out. And yeah. it's like, it's like, all right, Dude, you, you're yeah. watching. You're like, Jesus. And then yeah. he gets up. He's like, that's exactly how you'd want me to sound, isn't it? And he yeah. sounds like yeah. he's doing Sidney Poitier. He's doing yeah. Sidney Poitier. That's yeah. like he's doing an impression. And he's like, I'm actually a genius. So he's like actually really smart. And he like knows the case kind of back and forward. Yeah. Um, One thing I, I want to mention that's important is before Sean Connery decides to investigate the case, he goes to his wife to basically say, oh, I got this letter from this lady and his wife, who was a lawyer at some time, I think she's retired because she wanted to be, not wanted to be, but she you know, decided to be a housewife. He says, I got this letter from Blair Underwood um, and such, such, such. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to get back into it. And his wife says, I think you should. I really, yeah. she really she motivates pushes, him. To, yeah. She pushes him to do, to do so. Yes. And his wife is played by Cape Capshaw. Uh, who is not great, not not really up to the task of this movie. Uh, I gotta yeah. be honest. Like, I honestly, I don't remember her, but I remember her because it's important to the plot. <laughs> yes, yeah, she, yeah. Anyway, regardless. So <clears throat> Blair Underwood is a uh, so Blair Underwood has the case back and forth. He's done all the due diligence, has no way of proving it, his innocence other than to get Sean Connery to prove it for him, basically. So right. he's telling Sean Connery, I was, I can, he, because Lawrence Fishburne beat a confession out of him. He goes, I did confess, but, um, I was tortured into confessing. Mm. So right away you're like, Oh my God. And you see the torture, you see them torture yeah. him. It's not, that's, it's not untrue. So, so Lawrence or Sean Connery starts going on the case. He starts digging up things Apparently Lawrence Fishburne is notorious in this town. Like the black people in the town are afraid of him because yeah. he's, they know he's a cop and he's kind of crooked or whatever. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne's partner. He's like a hilarious. racist Denzel Washington in training day. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it, it's exactly who he is. And Alonzo, what was that? Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, and Lawrence Alonzo Fishburne, Harris. Yeah. Alonzo Harris. So Lawrence Fisher's partner in the movie is like, 
if Lawrence Fishburne's the racist, like black racist, this is the white racist who's just <laughs> frothing at the mouth, like, hey yeah. boy. Like yeah. he is that guy in the movie. Like he's that guy from every movie. So anyway, like all this shit happens. Sean Connery's car gets all fucked up. And Lawrence Fishburne's like, eh, I guess he shouldn't be trying to solve that murder. Like case was closed. You're like hey, that's what happens when you try to defend this dude we Blair Underwood. Um they had a hilarious scene where uh, Sean Connery first meets Lawrence Fishburne and Lawrence Fishburne like chokes him with the seatbelt while he's driving in a scene. Okay, I'm like, yeah, yo, yeah. you can't do that. Like <laughs> everybody's arrested in this scene. Everyone gets arrested. <laughs> Everyone goes to jail. doesn't matter. But it's just a point. It's just to prove like there, it's like it's Chinatown, Jake. Like it's, it's exactly. Lawrence Fishburne's town. He runs it. He could do whatever he wants. And- exactly. And, and and as an audience member, you're kind of you're more like, wow, he is fucked up. He's he's yeah. drunk with power, so yes. he is in the wrong. Yes. So anyway, Sean Connery starts investigating and starts investigating more and more and more to the point where, um. So I guess anyway, he he ends up. <laughs> pro- it's just so confusing. It's a very complicated. Well, well, that, well Blair Underwood kind of hints. He, well, Ed Harris is in the movie. Ed Harris, and, wait, we, before we get to Ed Harris, he uh, Blair Underwood basically goes like, Sean Connery finds evidence that Blair Underwood didn't commit the murder because Blair right. Underwood tells Sean Connery that Ed Harris, who is in the prison with uh, Blair, Blair Underwood, Underwood, has in the same like penitentiary block. Yes, and then all of a sudden, fucking Ed Harris turns into um, Silence of the Lambs, turns into Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal, yeah. like they all of a sudden the movie turns into Silence of the Lambs and Ed Harris. Yeah. Is, I texted you while I was watching this. I was like, this movie's insane. Yeah. And, you're like, and, then, and then you're like, you haven't even gotten to the the biggest performance yet. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I just got to Ed Harris. And you're like, it's not even the last one. No. <laughs> Ed Harris is on 11, dude. Ed yeah. Harris is like, everybody thought they were going to win an Oscar in this. Yeah, but, um, but to paint the scene, Ed Harry, like Sean Connery goes to this interrogation room. It's going to be very similar like The Dark Knight, right? And yeah, and uh, he's chained to the to the, to the the table, right? And they start talking or something. But then Ed Harris is just like, he's trying to jump from his seat, but he's chained to the table. He's like spitting up. He has veins popping out of his head. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, yeah. So he's doing that. And, uh, first of all, he's introduced as by Blair Underwood in a flashback. Like the first time you see the hair, Ed Harris in the movie, he's butt naked, like crawling like a monkey on his jail cell. Like it's yeah. fucking, it's just insane. He's like what, like Cletus cast, what carnage should be in. The yeah, movie, yeah. Right. Um, so, so anyway, through through this all, he uh, Sean Connery pretty much discovers that Blair that um, he gets Ed Harris to confess to the murder. Basically, Ed Harris is the one that killed the little girl. Right. Ed Harris kind of confesses. Blair Underwood gets out of prison, and uh, all's right with the world. But Lawrence Fishburne is like, he's still pissed. Yeah, he's pissed. He's like, oh, you know, fuck around. I'll I'll still I'll, I'll still get you. And so anyway, long story short. I don't. I don't really. This part kind of lost me. <laughs> yeah, I, I yes, started to get exactly. lost because I didn't understand what the significant. Because Ed Harris is like confesses to the murder of the little girl, 
and he meets up with Sean Connery again, and then Ed Harris yeah, like because Sean Connery goes to like gloat or something, right? Yeah, like, I got, yeah. I gotcha. He's like, I gotcha, bastard. Yeah. And he's like, uh, well, go. Can you go check on my parents? So Sean Connery goes to check on his parents. His parents have been dead. Yeah, he killed really Ed Harris. Killed his parents. Killed his parents. Yeah, a long time ago. Well, no, 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 no. This is not it. I think what happened. So this is the. The, uh, so, so I, now we'll get to the twist twist. Yeah. The twist is this Blair Underwood's evil. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's actually he, evil the whole time. He's actually evil the whole time. And the reason, Oh, oh my God. So I, he, I, I think what happened was he actually killed Ed Harris's parents. They did um, what's it called? Strangers on a train. You do my crime and I'll do right. your crime. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. So Blair Underwood went and killed Ed Harris's parents. Parents. Right. right. And then in exchange, uh, Ed Harris killed that little girl in hopes that Blair Underwood would be framed and thus he, and, 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 and eventually exonerated. Yeah. Why? Why? Because Blair Underwood needs to lure Sean Connery's wife down right. to this town. Now, why is that? Because years ago, Sean Connery's wife, who was, remember, she was a lawyer, and she yeah. asked Sean Connery to go down there to represent Blair Underwood. She was a lawyer, and she basically fucked up the case for Blair Underwood or fumbled it or didn't do hard enough of a, of a good enough job for him. So therefore Blair Underwood ended up going to prison and being castrated yeah. and thus losing a scholarship or something or just yeah, his, his whole life, life is got, ruined. his life is ruined. And so now he seeks revenge against Sean Connery's yeah, wife. Right. And the only way he can get to get her, her is yes. to have Sean Connery lured down to this town it's so to then, Sean, it's to waste a week of sean connery's time like, yeah and lure her away because then at the end what happens is when sean connery figures it all out blair underwood who has been free at this point yeah has captured sean connery's wife and little girl i think or there's a little yeah, child yes. there and it and becomes holding, the end of the dark night basically yeah yeah and he's crazy. yeah yeah and he's holding them in some backwood florida swamp Right. Yeah. And he's basically now he has become the he's Joker. The, <laughs> like he's I'm trying to think of like who he was. He, yeah. He was like, yeah, he was like the fucking Jim Carrey Riddler or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. He is and over the top. He's like, over the top, like crazy arch villain. Like it was I. And yeah. And, um, meanwhile, meanwhile, before this, Sean Connery figures out that um Blair Underwood is like actually evil and then enlists the help of Lawrence Fishburne. So <laughs> so throughout this whole thing so like when that twist happens you go Oh, so the racist cops were right all along. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like weird messaging. Yeah. <laughs> the messaging is so strange. It's like, yeah. oh, like I guess they were doing the right thing yeah right? torture like, this movie yeah. could have been over a long time ago yeah like he's lawrence fit like he shouldn't have meddled into this racist cops business right. or affairs and stuff so yeah and that's it and then there's a big like standoff or something like that yeah and um 
and yeah, then it's Lawrence a- Fishburne comes out of nowhere and, and you know gets Blair Underwood, and then Blair Underwood gets thrown into the Florida swamp and gets eaten by an alligator. By an alligator, which I think it is wonderful. I am always there's something about a sneaky alligator attack that I'm always like, <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. like like they if I did the alligator a couple of times, but it, yeah, I know yeah, they foreshadowed it, was, it. Oh, yeah. But like, oh, but my thing is also like anytime I watch. So when I was when I was in college or university, I, I did a, a course Florida on film. So we watch a bunch of films about florida that take place in florida and so forth and so forth and it's always you know that uh, uh that visual like how do you know you're in florida just show or, or show an alligator on the swamp yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's yeah. like that's how you know you're in florida boy and so um you know, I you know i've always how, liked that i didn't even think about how convoluted this plot was until you just said that of like Yo, just go to her house and kill her. Like, I don't even like this made no sense. Like, why you had to love her down there. Yeah, you got this other guy involved. Like, did you just want to kill a little white girl? Like, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense because it's not like I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they ever mentioned in the movie that she's in hiding or she's, you know, like in witness protection or something like that. It just says, like, oh, yeah, I'm just retired. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. retired, and I just like I just I you know I had a baby. I'm I'm yeah. being uh, I'm staying at home and stuff. Sean Connery's, you know, doing um, working and all that. And the only thing at at the tail end, they just say I think it's in the car scene. Like they have an expo, uh, uh, exposition scene. She's he's like uh, Sean Connery's like what's go- what's going on? And she's like I you know I recommended for you to. Um, uh, defend uh, Blair Underwood because when I saw his name on the letter, I knew that I didn't do such a good job. So I thought if you went yeah. down there and defended him, it will redeem me. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, his whole, but the, yeah, the problem is his whole plot is predicated on so many people acting of, in a very specific way. Like, right. Jake Capshaw, like, need, his wife needs to feel bad about it and encourage him to do it. He needs to do it. Lawrence Fishburne needs to torture him yeah. uh, to get it a confession. Yeah. But uh, this is it because the like, movie could have ended. Sean Connery could have got that letter and he goes, ah, fuck it. Throws it in the trash. Movie right. over. Done. <laughs> and then he's just like, fuck, I just killed that yeah. kid for yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fuck, now I'm actually going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bananas movie, man. And it's like, and that's, again, it's like, it's almost like wild things too. It's like just the twisty, another Florida movie, twisty, yeah. like nineties thriller plot. Like he can't trust anybody. Just the plot just makes no sense. It's just twist for twist sakes. But like these movies are like Friday night movies, man. Like mm. that's what they were. And like, I, yeah. I just don't find those anywhere. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're just all on streaming. Nah, yeah, they are. Too many. There's just I think the streaming is there's just too many to like find these movies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. back then it was like that was it was that was one of three movies that came out that weekend. Yeah. And you would just see it. And then you would see it when it came out on video because that was one of the three new movies on of yeah. that weekend, right? But now it's like there's just everything's there all the time and it's hard to like really get excited about anything. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, it, it was, and, and you think about it in '80s, '90s, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's like we said; it, those movies would star Richard Gere, Sean Connery. Um, yeah. Who's another one that we? Michael Douglas. Who's, yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas, and you this put it like, out there. 
Michael and, Douglas would have been in this movie, you know. Yeah, Michael exactly. Douglas passed. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you put it out there, it's on a Friday night, and maybe there was a big movie, you know, a big, what's a big blockbuster in, like, Jurassic Park would have been out and stuff. But those, yeah. like, those, those Jurassic Parks were, like, you know, weren't that common in the theater. So you go yeah. watch this, you, it's, it, you, you're attracted by the star, um, and these up-and-coming actors, like Blair Underwood was up, surely up-and-coming, you know? Um, and it's a good ensemble cast. You have, you know, Larry Fishburne, Ed, Ed, Ed Harris, um, yeah. uh, and all these things. Um, and it gives and allows them, since because it's it's a mid-tier movie and there's not too much of maybe studio interference on it because it's not too much money involved, they can go crazy. They can take direction. They can take uh, uh, leaps with their roles. Hence why I think these two guys were going crazy with it, you know, yeah. because if it was a Marvel movie, as we go back or like a big, tentpole movie they're going to say you need to do the safer option you know we're trying to open yeah. big with with this we can't go too crazy and, 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 and all these things um yeah and a, a lot of these movies movies like this are, are going to be on streaming now and they just don't get the proper promotion there's so much stuff on streaming that you don't even know what you're getting into right you know and, and one thing i noticed um as far as like growing up and i, I think you can relate to it because when we grew up we had like um all the movie channels, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, and stuff yeah. like that. And what I've noticed, because I, I didn't have, an, I hadn't had Netflix for a very, very long time, it's just because there's just so much content out there and so many other ways to watch movies for free that I was kind of like, I don't really need Netflix, you know? Like if I'm gonna get a Netflix, it's just because to be in uh, involved in the popular conversation, you know? When like Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. the Jeffrey Dahmer show, like, oh, but everyone's talking about it, but I don't have Netflix, right. so I can't talk about it, but I said so forth and so forth. Um, but what I'm saying with, uh, with with those premium movie channels, HBO, Showtime, something, something, and all those that Netflix does not have that I've noticed is that they just don't play movies, you know, on Netflix yeah. or on streaming. You have to like search for the movie. You have to make a decision as to what you want to watch. Whereas right. I remember like watching HBO, you can turn it on and you'll be midway in a movie and you're kind of like, yeah. what, what am I watching? Oh, Lawrence Fishburne's in this? Or, yeah. oh, Ed Harris is in this and stuff. And you're yeah. trying to figure out and trying to get it. So you might watch half of a movie and not – watch the the first half of it until years later yeah. when you finally sit down to watch it or, or later that better, day because oh yeah because they were like three times yeah and yeah yeah and, and you know uh, during the day where their schedule was for the month or even more so like the movie would end and something will come up and you just watch it and you're just like i'm yeah. just gonna watch it i'm just gonna see what this is i'll figure it out man i'm just gonna yeah. enjoy it you know and uh, and that's and that's something that uh, I I I, I, I kind of miss from um, from uh, the non streaming the non streaming days. You just it's just there's so much stuff out there. It's just it, it, ironically becomes a little bit harder to find those things. So yeah, um, yeah. You'll you'll never see a movie that you weren't trying to see. You know, right? And, and uh, it's ironic because the joke is because when you're looking for something, it's not on Netflix. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I, I, I posted something on Twitter and Facebook the other day. It's just a little something dumb. I, I said, no movie crams more movie in a 93 minutes than Jingle All the Way. And uh, my friend goes, I see you and raise you the 97 minute 1994 classic, The Chase. And dude, With, I have uh, Charlie Martin, Sheen. Charlie Sheen and, uh, and Buffy Chrissy the Vampire Swanson. Slayer. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. hadn't thought about that movie in so long, and then yeah. that just like clicked. And now, and it's exactly that that movie. It's like the HBO movie that yeah. is just on three times. You will never watch it, 
you it was not something I would have ever seeked out, but because it's on, I'm just watching it. Yeah. And it's pretty good. And I'm yeah. like, I watched it like seven times. And there's like a few movies like that. Those HBO movies, like um, and I always I have a a, a genre of movie called pretty good movies, mm-hmm. which are movies that are just on that you've seen a bunch of that they're not great, they're not masterpieces, but they're like that was pretty good. Like yeah. to me, the devil's advocate. Pretty yeah. good movie. It's not amazing. It's not a masterpiece. The replacements, the Keanu Reeves football movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty good movie. Like it's a movie you weren't expecting to be good. Has no memorable lines, but yeah. <laughs> you like you remember it fondly. You don't. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't bad at all. It's totally worth your time. And it's like it's it's just a totally decent good movie. Like the chase. That one is is one of those replacements. Josie and the Pussycats, I remember. I got my wisdom mm. teeth out and they just had Josie and the Pussycats on. And I was like, I remember thinking like, ugh, this is like some yeah. teeny like girls movie. And I watched it. I was like, this is a really smart, like kind of anti-corporate yeah. um, movie about like being true to yourself as an artist. It's like, yeah, really, yeah. It's actually, it was really well done. Um but anyway, like those movies, like th- these are the kinds of movies. And like, I, I do want to talk about maybe not this week, but I do want to talk about Arlington Road because that's a, there's a lot going on there. Uh, yeah. I mean, do we, we got time or do you want to wait to another time? Um, I, I think I got to hop off uh, pretty soon here, but like okay, Arlington, yeah. but yeah. I definitely. I was just thinking about that because it a, is one of those movies where I, I think it's one of those movies I one uh, Yeah. I just saw. Right. Yeah. yeah and I, had no expectations. There is a twist and I watch it and I'm like, I have it on DVD cause I couldn't find it on Blu-ray. I don't think there's a Blu-ray uh. copy. And, um, I, it just stuck with me and I was just like, that was a pretty good movie. And I was, and it was funny. I was talking to the, to the postman, my postman today, uh, not the, uh, sometime this week. And we, we talk about movies and stuff. And he told me, and he is funny. Cause he was saying, well, I, he brought it up. He was like, there was a movie back in the day about this. And this is a guy about terrorists. And I was like, Arlington Road, and he's like, no, 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 and he was like, is it the guy from the dude from Lebowski's in? He was like, yeah, it's Arlington Road, <laughs> and he yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, that movie was good, and I was like, yeah, man, yeah. and like no one knows about it. <laughs> I know it's these movies that just get lost to time, and like even yeah. when you told me when you remind me of Arlington Road, I was like, oh my god, Arlington Road, yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah, Jeff Bridges, Tim yeah. Robbins, uh, um, I gotta watch your name. Again. Uh, Joan, I, I, Joan Cusack's in it. Joan Cusack. Um, uh, the other is uh, Lone. Oh, man, she's in uh, heaps of stuff. She's Joan something. Oh, I can't remember. She plays like his girlfriend or something. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. She's just a poor man's Joan Allen. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, um, Hope Davis. Oh, dear. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. <laughs> poor Hope. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, you know what? It's not even just a timing thing. It's like I'm hesitant to talk about it because I didn't get to watch it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, like, yes. so watch cause, it and then we'll we'll talk about it. Because I don't think I've ever. I think I've seen bits of it, but I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. And really, I but you know how it yeah, ends, right? Yeah. I know the okay. ending. That's that's. The, I know the ending, so I'm like, uh, so yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. And but, that's another one where you know this dude Bridges is going over the top toward the end. You're kind of like, yeah. and especially because you know how he is, how his acting style yeah. is. And then you see the end, you're like, oh, snap. There's that. And then I'm going to um, recommend another uh, Jeff Bridges one called Blown Away, 
Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones. That's another guy. That's another one you should watch. Jeff Bridges and with, and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And uh, this dude, Tommy, is going going level 12 on, on that role. So Yeah. You remember The Vanishing? Uh, like this, this, no, I don't. Is it another like Jeff Bridges movie? Early '90s Jeff Bridges movie is a remake of a, a Swedish movie or whatever. But that, I always remember that movie because it's so depressing and dark. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, shit. What was I gonna say? Something about Arlington Road. Oh, '90s movies. If you oh, yeah. haven't, or you can. You should watch. I think I talked to you on the phone about it. Primal Fear with Ed, uh, Edward. Yes. Jordan. Yeah. 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 Have you seen that? Richard Gere. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then, and I think Laura Linney's in that one. Right? Laura Linney's in that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you: Out of those three, Hope Davis, Laura Linney, or Joan Allen, who's your favorite? Laura Linney, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hope Davis always. I no disrespect, but like. I felt like I didn't even realize who she was until the 2000s. Like I didn't start recognizing her until like 2000. Yeah. So like when you say she's in Arlington Road, I'm like, really? Well, I guess it makes yeah. sense. It's 1999. Laura yeah. Linney, uh, I mean, she's amazing and in the Truman Show. I, mean, yeah. I think people forget how good she was in that. She's like pretty amazing. Primal Fear, she's good. It's 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 like – it's not what I'm used to her doing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and who's the she's last? She's an Ozark, Allen? isn't she? Yeah, she's an Ozark. Yeah, yeah. And Joan Allen, I don't really, I don't, I feel like I haven't seen a ton of her stuff. Yeah, other she's than, in Pleasantville. I mean, she's. she's in Ple- oh, yeah, of course. She's Manhunter, yeah. Yeah, she is good. Face Off. Um, I mean, yeah, pl- the, the Born Supremacy movies. But yeah. Like, yeah, she's yeah. Play, she's, it's always like, like something like Face Off. It's like, she's just like the Face wife, Off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. She just kind of plays like, she's sort of like in the background for some stuff. Yeah. In a lot of yeah. stuff. Not anything yeah. that's like crazy roll out there or something like that. Yeah. So. But I feel like we should do another '90s corner next week. Okay, yeah, <laughs> with, with Arlington Road, yeah. and uh, talk the current cinema and what whatever yeah. else we got. So yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, always good talking to you. And um, yes, we'll, of course, we'll see you guys next week. Do you guys have anything you want to plug or anything? Me? No, not really. If um, if anyone's interested, you can follow me on um i guess instagram i post a lot of stuff about movies and twitter it's just dro esquire d-r-o underscore e-s-q um and if you have questions about movies you want to uh, if, if anyone has any uh want any recommendations i'm happy i'm happy to recommend some some stuff so feel free all right sounds good you can find me at christian duran svp on instagram and all that good stuff um Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.